Heading back to your home state for a doctor's checkup or to fill a prescription isn't always necessary. We're going to tell you how you can get healthcare on the road on this episode of RV Miles. Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of RV Miles, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby, and this is episode 21 of the RV Miles podcast. If you want to get today's show notes, you can go over to rvmiles.com slash episode 21. RV Miles is also on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to keep up with Jason and I as we travel around the country with our three boys, we are over at ourwanderingfamily.com, and we are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're dubbing today's episode the health episode. We're coming up on the new year and everybody likes to make healthy New Year's resolutions. So we're going to talk about some things that you can do to stay healthy on the road, some some eating tips, some exercise tips, some mental health tips, things like that. But we also have an interview that I did with Scott Blair. He's from a company, a new company called RV Health. And this is a really great program really affordable program that allows you to see doctors virtually on the road through the internet and get prescriptions filled wherever you are, uh, get referrals to uh, specialists, get discounts on dental, vision, things like that. Really great sounding program and uh, I'm excited about it. We also have a special discount for RV Miles listeners. We'll talk more about that later on, though. First, let's hit the news. It's really heavy RVs show season right now across the country, and there are a whole lot coming up. Yeah, there's, I think, 12 in the month of January, which is great. We have one coming up here in the Kansas City area. The Mid-America RV show is happening January 11th and 13th. We're excited to go and check that out. But there are also really kind of spread out across the country happening in January. So there's a good possibility there's going to be one near to you. Some highlights are Colorado, Arizona, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Georgia, Tennessee. And we will link to an article that has a breakdown of all the 12 just for the month of January. But, you know, as you roll into the new year, you roll into the end of winter and the beginning of spring. This is really the time to hit up those RV shows. This is when everyone starts thinking about the new upcoming camping season. And for anyone who's interested in purchasing for the first time, thinking about going full-time, RV shows are a great opportunity to see a whole lot of options all in one place. I know that the RV show in Chicago, which I do believe will be happening January, February, I think. I can't really remember. Do you remember, Jason, when we went? There's the Greater Chicago RV Show in Schaumburg, which is January 19th through 21st. But then also there's the Chicago Boat RV and Sales Show that's in its 88th year. It's a big show at McCormick Place, the biggest conventions that are in the country. And that's coming up real soon, January 10th through 14th. Yeah. And I think it was the one we went to in Schaumburg that was really sort of the next step we needed to decide that this was a lifestyle we were really interested in. And I do kind of credit going to that RV show for lighting that fire underneath us, I would I would say, yeah, it's 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 so much better than going to a uh, a dealership to to kind of check out the types of RVs that you might want to buy. I feel like there's less pressure at an RV show. There's way less pressure, just because I think there is the expectation that a lot of people are this browsing, checking out, seeing yeah. what's out there. Everyone's rolling out their new RVs for the year for the season, and. I'm not one who really likes to feel a lot of pressure to make a decision in a moment. And I like to look at all of the options that are available to me before I take a big leap, which I think purchasing an RV can be for some. So these RV shows are a great opportunity for anyone who's even just curious. What is this RV thing all about? This is 
the opportunity to find out. Yeah. And no dealership is going to have the kind of selection an RV show is going to have of new RVs used. You're going to have to go to a dealership, yeah. but, and, and RV shows are a great place to buy shows often have discounts. And, you know, especially if you're going to, you're willing to take it from them there, they don't want to, they don't want to have to drive that RV back to, right. the, back to the lot. Right. You can get a nice RV show discount for sure. So another big piece of news happening right now is the Family Motor Coach Association. It's one of the biggest RV clubs in the country, 74,000 members. They have voted that it's a it's a it's an organization that is owned by its members. So the members have to vote on anything that happens in it. So it's unique in the industry in that way. And they have voted to allow towables or any type of RV to join. Previously, you had to have a motorized RV, a class A, B, or C uh, motorhome. But now they're going to allow anybody with any type of trailer, a pop-up camper, a truck camper, you can now join the FMCA. Their focus is- Can we join the FMCA? We could have before. (laughs) Oh, could we? (laughs) Yeah. I'm always hesitant when I think, or I- Shouldn't say hesitant. I always assume, and I should change this mindset, but I always assume that schoolies are the exemption to every rule regarding motorized RVs. No, there are lots of bus conversions in in the FMCA. That's cool. And they're still going to maintain their focus primarily on motorhomes. But you, if you have a trailer or any other type of RV, you can now join and participate in the member benefits they offer, which are substantial. It's a group that people really like being a part of for their benefits. They have a tire savings program. They have a roadside assistance. They have a a magazine. uh, They have insurance, mail forwarding, all kinds of stuff like that. Windshield replacement program. They have cute little plaques that you get to put on the back of your RV. RV. (laughs) And, you know, only about... 15% 15% of all RVs are motorhomes. Most of the RVs on the road are trailers, especially since the big boom recently. So this is really going to expand from their 74,000 members they have now. This is really going to afford them the opportunity to expand very quickly. It's cool. I love anything that's inclusive of all types of travel lifestyle. So I think this is a great decision on the part of the members. Yep. And then finally, we wanted to talk about the new Gander Outdoors stores. If you you might remember, we've talked about this before. Camping World bought many of the assets of Gander Mountain. They also bought Uncle Dan's, and they've 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 been really gobbling up a lot of outdoor retail type, a surfing company, a lot of stuff. So they're they're about to roll out all of the new Gander Outdoors stores, which some of them are going to be in the old Gander Mountain storefronts across the country. But the first one actually opens today as we're recording this on the Wednesday uh, before the show airs in in Minnesota. And they plan to open 60 more stores within the first half of 2018. I hope we get the Gander Mountain back around by your parents. Yeah. That'd be awesome because we always enjoy being able to escape just you and I for a few hours over to Gander Mountain and the few other outdoor places in the in and around the Quad Cities. From the photos, they look to be maybe looking to compete quite a bit with, of course, Cabela's Outdoor World. And it, it looks like they're upscaling the retail experience a little bit from what Gander Mountain was to be more sort of like a woodsy looking outdoor store like Cabela's and an outdoor world are, but they're not going that far. They're not like these big cavernous. So there won't be a giant fireplace for me to sit next (laughs) to when I walk in. I don't think so, but you know, uh, sort of uh, similar looking products from, from what the, from what the photos I've seen on their Instagram show. Sure. So it looks like a lot of the stores are going to be opening in Minnesota to start, and then they'll be spreading out around the country. But, you know, 60, short, 60 stores in the first half of a year is, is a lot. So. Gander Mountain's back. Gander Outdoors. Oh, I'm sorry. Gander, Gander Outdoors. To- totally I, different. I, you're right. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> That's going to take a while for me not to say that. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to have my interview with Scott Blair of RV Health. 
right, Abby, hit us with last week's brain teaser. All right, here we go. It was a doozy. Four men went camping. They decided they wanted to go for a hike, so they brought one umbrella with them. But when they came back to camp, no one's clothes were wet. How is this possible? It didn't rain. It didn't. So they only, (laughs) they didn't need an umbrella to begin with. So they were carrying unnecessary items with them on their hike. And they didn't fall in any water or anything. No, everyone stayed totally dry. They were very safe on the trail. you don't bring an umbrella on a hike. You bring a (laughs) rain jacket or something. Umbrella. It was still a good one. And thank you to everyone who emailed us to answer this week's riddle. Who is our winner this week? Our winner this week is Wendy Thompson from South Carolina. And Wendy, thank you so much for writing in. She is going to get a RV Miles decal because, yes, we have those now. So, Wendy, we'll be in touch with you on social media. So look for an email from us soon. So earlier today, I had the pleasure of interviewing a man named Scott Blair. Scott is the president of a company called RV Health. He and his family are full-timers on the road as well. And they were looking for something to really help RVers and other travelers get some better health care while they're out on the road. So they created this company called RV Health, which allows you to access doctors over the internet and has a bunch of other great benefits. So here is my interview with Scott Blair. Scott, thanks for joining us. What are some of the issues facing families and couples, anybody traveling out on the road today when it comes to healthcare? Well, I think some of the major challenges that we've seen are, you know, especially if you have chronic care conditions, when you're out on the road, You've got to make appointments to return back, you know, every six months in a lot of cases to go back and get those appointments and get those checkups done. There's things that occur while you're on the road. Maybe you're getting sick uh, when you're out visiting national park. You know, there's a large number of germs passing through those parks (laughs) every year. Uh, So it's pretty easy to pick something up and catch a cold or something else that might be worse. So trying to find healthcare options while you're out in kind of the boondocks in a lot of cases can be very difficult. So you've created this new company called RV Health that is an attempt to help solve some of these problems. How does RV Health address those concerns? Well, there's a couple things. I mean, there's obviously a lot of telehealth companies that are out on the market today. Teladoc, you know, Doctors on Demand are quite a few. So one of our company addresses is not just the urgent care aspects of telehealth, but it goes quite a ways beyond that to where it acts a lot more like a primary care physician. As our family started to move towards going full-time a little over a year ago, we started seeing um, a real needs, I guess, within the RV community for healthcare services while they're on the road. And even when they're back home too, when they're stationary, there, there's still things that come up that, you know, it's things that happen on the weekend, you know, there's nothing open except for the emergency room and you've got to pay high premiums to go in there to get checkups done for like pink eye or something else that might come up. So if I'm a member of RV Health, I get sick, my family member gets sick, we log in and what? So within our program, we've got the telehealth, what we call telehealth 2.0, and you would call um, call the doctor directly. There's an urgent care physician that's on call at all times. Uh, so you can call and talk to him and tell you what the issues are. And they will write up a prescription if that's needed and send it to a local pharmacy that's in your area. Um, Beyond that, we do have um, more of the primary care physician aspects and internal medicine doctors, um, pediatrics, and a whole host of specialists that are behind that to where if you have more ongoing concerns or issues going on, that's a different part of our program that you have that continuity of care over a longer period of time with a doctor of your choice. You also have health records held online for physicians to be able to access. That's correct. So we do have the electronic health record system, and this is something that you can kind of help maintain yourself uh, through their platform. So whenever you do go and get uh, an urgent care visit or have to go outside of their network to get care taken care of, request those records. You can upload them back into their platform. You also have the ability to sign a waiver with our telehealth provider, and they would actually 
go and request those records and get them uploaded back into your system. So that way you've got a centralized uh, electronic health records system that stays with you wherever you're going. Uh, This also works on a state-to-state basis. So maybe you're in Texas one month and you've got a a physician you're talking to and, um, you know, maybe it's a high hyperthyroid issue and you need to get some labs drawn to kind of check your, your medication levels. You can go and get those labs drawn and then, well, you know, a couple weeks later you're in Arizona uh, for quartzite. Well, then you can pick up the phone again, you know, talk with the doctor about your lab results and they can update your prescription and you go pick that up, you know, at a pharmacy out in Arizona. Wow. That's really cool. That <laughs> that would be really useful for my family at the moment, for sure. Yep. Um, so talk to me about who's eligible. Well, anybody's eligible as long as you're probably over the age of 18, obviously. But beyond that, it's pretty much anybody. It doesn't matter your health background, pre- pre-existing conditions, income, your current insurance aspects, because uh, we are not an insurance provider. This is just an access to health care. Uh, type program to where you have the ability to talk to a doctor when you need to. And we've also got a whole whole host of other discount health programs that are built into it as well. But this is a access to healthcare program. And I just want to make sure everybody understands that part of it. So it's not a replacement for your, for your regular insurance. It's a way to get healthcare when you're out on the road and not have to visit a hospital, not have to go to a, a minute clinic. I guess it sounds, I mean, to me, it sounds in a way sort of like visiting a minute clinic, except you're it's talking virtual. to a doctor, it's virtual. And there's this, the, your records are online. There's this connection, you know, between visits and it's, it's not sort of a one and done thing. Right. Exactly right. So when you say you have to be 18 or older, you're talking about the the plan owner, right? You still are able to have children visit providers of the family. That's correct. So our our price that we have for this program is includes the entire family. Um, So you and your dependents and your spouse. And in some cases, if you're the caretaker of your parents, those will be included within that program as well. Talk to me since you mentioned the the package. What what does what does RV Health cost? It is a monthly membership of twenty four dollars, and with that, we're including our telehealth program, and we kind of call it telehealth two point because it is the next iteration of telehealth. And uh, for what we've seen, I think we're actually the first to market with this type of program. I don't even nationwide in other demographics and groups. I think we're the first one to market this as a business to consumer type program. Um, so we've got the Tele 2.0, we've got a uh, discount on prescription savings, vision and LASIK services, dental, hearing, the medical bill saver, which is uh, a patient adv- advocacy program. So maybe if you do have something really bad that comes up, hopefully you don't, uh, and you have to go into the hospital for a number of days, you can actually take your uh, bills from the hospital and turn it over to this group. And they'll go back and negotiate the bill with the hospital to get your rates down. And we also do lab discounts and we've got a kind of a customized individualized supplement program that we brought into it as well. Other than the the telehealth program, those are all those are all sort of discounts. You're not including dental care, you just have ability for a discount at certain dental care providers. That's correct. So it's it's a network dental providers providers and uh, eye doctors and things like that that are part of this program. And most of our additional health discount benefits are through Carrington and their network, which is a great network. Um, the prescription savings program is actually ours. It's homegrown. We've uh, run that one for about eight years. And the supplements are a part of another company called Audi Life. So there's kind of like four different service providers that we've kind of merged into one unified package. So give me an idea of how prescription savings would work. Is that going to be something that will help on top of your regular insurance? Or is that helpful for people who might not have insurance or have really bad insurance? Um, all of the above. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you don't have insurance, it's obviously a great benefit uh, because you're just going to get an immediate savings. And our discount card for prescriptions saves an average of 62% off of retail. So if you're having to go to Walmart or Costco and, you know, it's a hundred dollar drug, you know, with our discount card on average, you'd probably be paying closer to 38. So that's a pretty big savings. And, you know, I had a 
a friend of mine uh, in Houston recently that had like a a nebulizer prescription that he had to go get for his kid and it saved him over $250 a month on his prescription. So it's, it's a great benefit for the insurance side. You would take the card in along with your insurance. And when you're at the pharmacy, you would have them uh, run a comparison. So to see which one gives you the better price uh, on that particular prescription, because it will vary from one prescription to the next, especially in the generic. A lot of times our discount card will be cheaper than what your copay would be on some of those medications. And then there's the other aspects of the formularies for prescription insurance mm-hmm. only only cover a certain set of drugs. So you, maybe there's one prescription for Crestor and maybe you need the other uh, brand name. Crestor doesn't work for you, so you need something else. Um, but your formula uh, for your prescription insurance plan doesn't cover it. So our card would provide discounts on that one for you. So it's it's a great it's great for anybody to have, and is the volume of usage for it will depend on your situation of what you have for your your insurance coverage. While we're talking about prescriptions, I know there's some limitations from what the the telehealth doctors can prescribe. Correct. So they they cannot prescribe like the DA controlled like oxycodone um, type prescriptions, but you know most anything that's below that they can, uh, even, you know, they can do uh, birth control, um, in some cases as well, you know, they can actually help maintain your prescriptions for things like that while you're on the road. And, you know, you can go to an urgent care and kind of get those annual services done. If you want to do it that way, they may not be overly happy with having to do it because <laughs> that's not what they're really right. set up for, but you know, they can do it and they are trained to do it. They're an urgent care facility for handling those type of things. But you can use those type of service for services for getting your annual mammograms and your annual physicals and things like that. And then bring your records back in to our telehealth program, which is, is run by CareClicks. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. So you can bring that back into your platform there and then have that discussion with your doctor within our network for the treatment plans. So the company is, you're just starting out. You've had experience doing this before, but now you're really launching RV Health new right now. Correct. We've had different versions of this program that was more of a general audience before, uh, but never with this particular version of the telehealth program. Okay. So this is a new iteration and a new combination package that we've built specifically for the RVing industry for the needs of RVers. Most people that are stationary that are at home, you know, the urgent care version of telehealth will probably work for most of them because they have like a physician nearby that they usually go to for, you know, their annual things and, and other monthly checkups or whatever else they may need to get done. But for those of us that are on the road, this is a, a great um, replacement option to have a primary care physician while you're traveling. And you're, you yourself are a full-time, you're a member of a full-time RVing family, right? That's correct. So my wife and I sold our house uh, around October of 2016 the end of October. And we have been full-time in our RV since then. So just a little over a year, uh, along with our three kids, we've got two girls that are nine and six and our son is almost two. We actually moved in when he was six months old <laughs> into the RV. Uh, that's been some interesting challenges as, as things have gone along. Uh, but it's, but it's been great. We've enjoyed it a lot. We, we bought some land out in East Texas that we um, kind of have a, a home base that we'll eventually probably build a house on at some point in the future. We don't know when that's going to be. If it's two years from now, 10 years from now, we don't know. We're, we're really enjoying the, the freedom of the RV life right now and just going to keep at that until we're ready to make a change. All right. Well, Scott, if people want to find more information about RV Health or sign up for the program, where do they go? Where can they find you? Well, the website is rvhealth.com. And if you want to go to rvhealth.com slash RV miles, that will get you guys a discount for a dollar for your first month to get in and try the program. And you guys will be ready to go and rock and test that thing out. You know, we definitely encourage you to use it. If you just need to refill a prescription or something like that, that first month, you know, call into that, that doc and, and get that tried out and um, get that experience behind it. So, you know, whether or not it's, it's for you and your family. It's, it sounds like a really great service. And I, I can tell you right now, my family is going to be signing up for sure. Great. So Scott Blair with RV health. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. and safe travels and and have some fun out there on the road.
Sounds great. Looking forward to running into you guys at some point soon. All right. Good talking to you, Scott. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Okay, we're back. And many thanks to Scott Blair and RV Health. I think it's a really great sounding program. And I, I think we're going to join. It yeah, really I'm excited for like it. It'll be useful for our family. Absolutely. Scott wanted me to also add that the visits to the doctors over the virtual internet webs are <laughs> unlimited and there's no additional charge for them. So you can your monthly fee pays right into that every week. So I think it's a really good deal. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we've just been kind of following this RV health for a few months now, several months as they've been prepping for their launch. And I really like what they're trying to do. And I love the way that they are making it affordable and accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah. So if you are interested, just to give you that website again, it's rvhealth.com slash RV miles, and you'll get that $1 first month discount. And you can just use it for that month and get, get one prescription filled and just see what it's like. Absolutely. Okay. We thought we'd continue the discussion of healthy living on the road a little bit to sort of finish out this podcast today. Yeah. And let's say this up front. We are by no means experts. <laughs> we could do better at the healthy yeah. living lifestyle for sure. But there are definitely over the last year, some things that we have learned that we need to take care of and do in order to sustain this lifestyle and be as active as we want to be when we're out and about. And it's definitely been a lot different than when we were, you know, walking around the city of Chicago all the time. Let's start with talking about food. I I hear a lot of RVers say that they feel like they eat healthier on the road because they've got their kitchen with them all the time. Hmm. <laughs> and <Did> I feel <laughs> I just mean that like <laughs> we have fallen into a into the trap of of that not working out for us. And I think one of the problems is especially when you're going to eat out and you're out somewhere where you're not used to being, you're not familiar with the restaurants and stuff and you don't have the time to look up a new cool hip place. To, you know, right. It sounds like people think that we're out checking out all these <laughs> awesome new restaurants wherever we go and things like that. But no, if it doesn't have pizza, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think there is there is a challenge where you sometimes just need to make a decision quick and want familiarity, and a fast food restaurant often solves that need. Unfortunately, well, especially if you're a family with picky eaters, which yeah. is what we are. And so yeah. also a family with children who need and want and crave familiarity. So we do kind of end up in the same places, but I have found something that I think I need to be better at. You need to be better at is meal planning. And yeah. I think that that's the first step towards having a better food lifestyle is meal planning. It's just as simple as that. You know what you have, you know what you need to get. You stick to that list, you go to the store, and then you're not throwing all those extras into the cart. And coincidentally, you kind of need to meal plan a little bit when you yeah. live in an RV because you don't have a lot of space for food storage. So you can't just have a big pantry of all the kinds of different things you might want to choose from. So meal planning allows you to choose what you need for that week or two weeks or whatever it's going to be and, and have that in store and, and you know what you're going to be getting into. I also recognize that, you know, people are probably saying, well, that is basic knowledge. Of course you need to meal plan if you're going to eat better, but I do think it bears reminding and with a smaller space, I think you do end up buying less. And so you have to be more mindful of the things that you're purchasing. And also if you're an incredibly active hiking, spending a lot of time out and about in nature while you're traveling around, then the things you need to be putting into your body need to be supporting that activity. I also, I think we trick ourselves sometimes into believing that, oh, we're being very active right now. You right. know, we're hiking a lot. We're hiking right. every day. We can sort of relax on what we're eating a little bit. Or it just sends, just sort of feels like we're on vacation a lot of the well, time. Yeah. And we want, oh, we this 
this treat we've never seen before mm-hmm. in any other part of the country. We have to try. It's Friday night. Got to make s'mores. But there are ways <laughs> you, you know? can, you know, you can limit, you can share things. It's You don't have to avoid doing those things all together, but you can, you can share, you can get smaller portion sizes. Yeah. I think that kind of roundabout leads me to saying too, like when it comes to food and this lifestyle, try to not feel like you're always on vacation. I know that when, at least in my mindset and a lot of others I know too, you know, you go on vacation and there are no calories on vacation. And maybe you are on vacation, you know, if you're maybe if, for sure. If you only RV a couple of weeks out of the year. But still, you can save up those calories for the things that you want to splurge on. You know, you can you still need to if you're interested in living healthier, you can still think about what you're going to be eating and make allowances for the splurges. Everything in moderation. One thing that I think is important is really figuring out, and I think this is where people get really off track, is on travel days. Yes. Because you feel like, you know, you're just, you get drained from the driving, you want to stop, you want to grab something, you want to go. So a couple of things that I, I can think of that that are really helpful for that is, first of all, acknowledge the fact that, yeah, you are going to go get fast food sometimes and realize that you can make healthy choices at fast food restaurants. You can, you can make it, first of all, in the restaurant you choose. For instance, I think if you go to Wendy's over McDonald's, Wendy's isn't all that healthy, but Wendy's has like 10 different options for sides instead of fries. You can get a side salad. You can get a plain baked potato. You can get chili. All those things are healthier than fries, for instance. This is true, but McDonald's will also allow you to sub out fries for a side salad now. Like I didn't small. know that. They That's did. Great. They just started doing that recently. This is part of, I think, in general, the whole fast food industry's attempt to overhaul their menus because people want better options. Yeah. So you can do that. But you're right. Like a place like Wendy's where you could get a baked potato and have that as your meal or a baked potato and a small salad. It's just about going to those places and making the choices. They all have chicken sandwiches. They all have grilled chicken. You don't have to eat everything they give you. You don't have to eat the bun, you know. But I want to. (laughs) And that's what makes it really hard. But another thing that I think is really helpful to do is if you, you know, you don't have the food ready in your RV or whatever, as you're traveling, Park at a Walmart or park at a grocery store for lunch. Go in and get the stuff to make sandwiches. You know, bring them inside or or just go get a deli sandwich. Yeah. You have you have a place to sit and eat with you. You know, you have a bathroom with you. You have all that stuff. You don't absolutely need to go into a specific restaurant. You can just park outside a grocery store and eat. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious since we've just spent a lot of time talking about food that in our mind one of the ways we can improve our healthy lifestyle on the road is to be a little bit more mindful about how we have been eating. And I will be the first one to admit we have gotten into some pretty rough food ruts on the road. We have, I think part of it has to do with things that spoil too. We're, we're really reluctant with things that spoil when we're going to be far from a grocery store or, um, you know, well, honey, let's also, Let's just be honest, though, too. I mean, one of the things I was thankful for on our thankful podcast (laughs) were restaurants that offer kids meals for free or discounted. I mean, it's no secret. And, you know, I'll fully admit I like to eat out. I like going to restaurants. I've never been a big cooker. I recognize that that also can be harmful to having a better, healthier lifestyle. And that is something I'm trying to embrace. It's really more. hard. It's especially if you're going to a sit down restaurant. It's really hard to count the calories. It's really Very hard, hard. To, but you can, you absolutely you, you can. can. It's mm-hmm. willpower. And sometimes I lack it Yeah, because <laughs> that burger just looks really good. I mean, if they're not putting calorie counts on the menu though, you have to know that like yeah. they have thrown <laughs> butter and sour cream in the mashed potatoes. And it's going to be have good. Slathered your steak in butter. Yeah. There are hidden calories that you don't know about. That are certainly there. Yeah. But let's move on. I think we've exhausted the food topic. One thing I want to talk about that goes along with sort of travel days is dealing with altitude and dealing with humidity changes, because I think that's something that 
people forget about often, uh, especially because they're not taking an airplane. And when you drive into a higher altitude, it's true that you get a lot more time to acclimate to it. But high altitudes still do pose a problem for people who aren't used to them. And you do have to rest and acclimate to them. Switching from dry climates to more wet climates can really wreak havoc. Be really mindful about that. You might, you know, one week be incredibly congested. The next week you might find yourself just with a miserable headache. Like these are things that we have learned. Not only is it seasonal issues you need to watch out for, but it's just regional as well. And that's been a real balance for me. And especially as our kids have started to show signs of also having being allergy sufferers, how, you know, we manage that for everyone so that we're not always one day just throbbing headaches and sinuses are throbbing. And then the next day our noses are running and we're sneezing and eyes are watering. And conversely, if the, if the air is too dry, you're more susceptible to germs because yeah. you know, your nasal passages have dried up, they're cracking and germs can get in those a lot easier. So, you, you know, having a humidifier can be very helpful in those dry climates that people are a little antsy about using a, hum- a humidifier in their RV because Moisture can do damage to RVs. So, absolutely. But if you don't overdo it, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, for sure. You know, keep it away from the wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't let don't let that floral print peel off. So let's talk a little bit about exercise when you're out on the road. Your favorite word. My favorite word. Favorite. I love I love exercise. <laughs> exercise is my There's life. There's like sarcasm dripping off the microphone. She, she can right see now. It. I can see it. So that was That has been, I should say, another real learning curve for us because prior to heading out full time, we had had gym memberships for a while and would be able to go and go to the gym and use the equipment and the kids would hang out in the kids gym area. And that was really great. Yeah. Having a kids, a a gym that essentially babysits is it's pretty sweet. It's a lifesaver for parents, for sure. Yeah, especially when you can get on that elliptical machine and watch your show. <laughs> like, it's great. But one of the things I have found, because I noticed pretty quickly when we started doing a lot of hiking and a lot of even just low impact walking, that we were all pretty tanked at the end of the day. Like, that was just not our stamina wasn't there. And I also started to notice from travel days, from sitting for so long that I was starting to have sciatic nerve issues. Again, something that I had kind of been able to eradicate and it came pretty quickly. It became obvious that I was going to have to do something. And I have found for me personally, the best way to get in exercise, no matter where we are, is to spend every day doing 15 to 20 minutes of light yoga and stretching And then for me, with I have a background in dance, I will do a few ballet exercises as well. And that kind of stretches those muscles that I think get really used when you're sitting in a seat for hours on end. And if you're a traveler who's three days somewhere and then you're off on the road again, you're fast traveling, essentially, that can really start to take a toll on your body. And so just spending a few minutes, if you can find it every day to stretch out your body has really improved my quality of life, but also improved my stamina, I guess, when we're traveling. And then also just walking every day. Like not running, not intensive, like just walking, going for a walk through the campground, going for a walk down maybe one of the trails by your campsite. But just getting out and walking every day has improved our ability to be out on the trails and be less exhausted when we get home. And it has definitely helped take off a few pounds, which if that's something that's important to you. Those two things are low impact and will definitely do that for you. I think it's important to realize that there's not a lot of room in an RV to exercise. And no, no one's jazzercising <laughs> in an RV, honey. <laughs> you're going to have to go outside sometimes and you're going to have to just get over the fact that everyone can see you. People can see you stretching. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I did. Ground. I had to get over that really quick because I don't do 
the yoga or the stretching inside. We have like yeah. a really big mat that we put out in front by the door. And I use that mat as sort of like my base to do all this stuff. And, you know, that's right next door to my neighbor, yeah. most likely or cross. And, you know, I just, I try to find times maybe where I feel most comfortable. It's usually in the morning, but I also recognize that I just kind of stopped caring because feeling better was more important than whether or not someone was looking at me while I'm doing the warrior or downward dog or something. <laughs> Exercises that don't involve equipment, of course, are going to be your go-tos when you're in an RV because you're not going to be hauling around a bunch of exercise equipment. And there's a whole lot that you can do. Uh, and and hiking, of course, being outside in nature is exercise in itself, especially if you focus on it being exercised a little bit, pick up the pace on your walks a little bit, make sure you're breaking a sweat, making sure your heart rate's getting up. One other option for people out on the road is gym memberships. There are people that get these national gym memberships to places like Planet Fitness, and they find them locally in the areas that they might travel to. This is to. very true. They're not going to be everywhere, uh, especially in the more remote places, of course, but that can be a good option if you, you know, once a week want to get a, a good weightlifting exercise in or things like that. Yeah, you could definitely, and then use the time in your campground to supplement when you can't get to a gym, you know, cause definitely when we were, you know, like up in Voyagers, International Falls, Minnesota, there was no There's gym. There's not going to be a plan of fitness. There's no plan of fitness up there. <laughs> you know what? There also is the option to, if, if you're going to a campground that's got a pool, pool exercises can be really great. Yeah. And there are a lot of campgrounds that have fitness centers. Absolutely. And just to kind of put an end on this little exercise conversation, I think it's really important for you before you begin any program to Ask yourself, what are my goals here? Mm -hmm. Is my goal because I have some back pain or my body just doesn't feel good? Or is my goal, I want to lose some weight or I want to build stamina or I want to build muscle or whatever that is. And then spend a little time looking at the different kind of options out there that are available for you. You know, there are a lot of YouTube programs that you can watch of, you know, Right, you exercise is being done, and you, you can don't participate need a in those. Yoga instructor, you can go no, on YouTube and you, have a free yoga instructor. Absolutely, and you know another thing I would say with anyone who wants to begin, and I just feel like I, I have to say this that if you are going to begin any kind of yoga or stretch, just be really, really mindful of your body. Please don't push it too hard. These, while they might in the moment feel like you're not doing anything overly exertive, they can really kind of come back and bite you maybe an hour or two later as your body kind of cools down. So anything where you're treating an area that is sore and hurting, be really, really gentle with that and be very, very mindful as well. One final thing I wanted to say is stay hydrated, especially if you're going to be going out on long hikes. Hydrated mean hydrated doesn't mean start drinking water when you start exercising or when you start hiking or when you're out on the trail hydrated means your tissue is thoroughly wet before you get, before you begin exercising. Before Does coffee count? Being strenuous. I suppose I mean, it, it slightly counts. It is made with water. <laughs> <laughs> it is the start to every good morning. No, I think that's great. I mean, you could add that into how to have a healthier lifestyle. Well, it is. I mean, water. They Just say drink they, more water. they often say that when we feel hungry, more often than not, we're actually thirsty. Yes. And if you feel the hunger coming on, you down a giant glass of water, then wait a few minutes and see if you're still hungry. Then you actually are but you might've just been thirsty and are mistaking it for hunger. I know I'm thirsty right now. Okay. So moving along from exercise, let's talk a little bit about mental health and keeping your mind in shape, keeping your relationships in shape. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And maybe this might fall a little bit more for those who are part-time or full-time on the road, but something we have learned over the last year is that, you know, we are all together a lot. There are five of us in a small space and try as we might, we are still all on top of one another. And 
it really has become obvious that all of us, not just Jason and I, but even our youngest, we all sometimes need a place we can go to by ourselves. We just need to be able to have that time to check out. But really, Jason and I need to be able to check out from the life inside the RV, from what's going on with the kids. And while it would always be nice if we could do that as a date night, the two of us, and that's not always possible, but I can't advocate enough for leaving the rig, the campsite by yourself, heading out, be it for a walk, be it for some coffee somewhere, go catch a movie, but find time to get away. Yeah. There's no reason that you have to do everything together. It's okay. You do, you have to, if you let go of the idea that you have to experience everything together, you're there, you're experiencing it together. But if you're a couple and you know, you have different needs, you have different wants. I really like photography. I would love to get out in the morning and early sunrise, go out and do a hike and take some photographs in a national park. Then I can come back and later on, Abby can go out that same day and go do her own thing. Whatever she's interested in doing. It might walking be, around Target. <laughs> she could go walk around, <laughs> rock, walk around a Target that has a Starbucks inside it. I really do like to do that. <laughs> yes, you do. I know. But I think that that's important to recognize. And I remember in the beginning feeling bad, like, oh, it's bad that I want to I'm looking forward to going to the grocery store by myself. Like I felt bad. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that when I was feeling like that, I'm probably at a breaking point. Like I'm stressed out with the kids. I'm stressed out with myself. Perhaps I'm stressed out with you. And that's okay. We all get that way. But when you're starting to feel like that, that's when you need to say, hey, I need like a couple hours for some mental health time. You don't, you can even take vacations separately. You know, my parents, my parents <laughs> take all of their vacations separately and well, it mainly has to do with the dog. Yeah. Let's, it has nothing to do with the fact <laughs> that they don't want to be with each other. It has everything to do with the fact that they have Maggie. And they love she each other go. very much. They spend every, every minute with each other, but, but Maggie when gets, they go on vacation, yeah, they separate. Absolutely. It's almost like having kids, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can do, you know, have go on a, on a short trip with a girlfriend, you know, spend some time away from from your partner and experience, you know, a, a, a little bit of a break. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And nobody should ever feel guilty about that. Definitely take advantage of being near friends or family that you would feel comfortable leaving your children with when you're here to visit. I know a lot of times you say, well, I'm here to visit my family. Yes. But a lot of times grandma and grandpa are really happy to visit their grandchildren and for you to leave. They like that. <laughs> so just be really mindful when you're out on the road for an extended period of time that as much as it is exciting to be with the ones you love, it's also just as important for you to take some time for yourself. And I'll say this and then we can move on too. If it's not possible for you to leave the campsite there's nothing wrong with shutting your bedroom door and saying to your other family members, I need 30 minutes. And then taking 30 minutes and staring mindlessly at your phone, playing a game of words with friends, reading a book, whatever it is you do to reset. And those people in that RV with you, it is important that that be honored. If Jason comes to me and says, I need 30 minutes in this room and he shuts the door, I may not want to be 30 minutes out there with maybe some really frustrated kids or vice versa. But if he's saying that to me, then he must really need it. And I need to give that to him. Right, I need, Jason? I need 30 minutes. Do you? Yeah. You need 30 minutes right now? Yeah. Okay. You can have it after the kids get to bed <laughs> and after you're done editing this podcast <laughs> and publishing it. And then we have a few other things you need to do for RV Miles. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up with this week's brain teaser. I have the brain teaser again this week because I've just been on She's fire. just taking it over. I kind of have. Eventually you can have it back. Maybe in the new year. Yeah. Maybe in the new year. That'll be your new Once resolution. Once you get bored of it. Yeah, to steal the brain teaser back. So this is a pretty simple one this week, 
But I liked it so much because the look on Jason's face when I read it to him was he was totally stumped. So I knew it was a good one. All right, here we go. Travel a mile and I will change. Travel a million and I will end as I started. So if you know the answer to this week's brain teaser, don't give it away on Facebook or Twitter or any of the other social media outlets, but email us so that everyone will have a chance to play. And you can email us at editor at rvmiles.com. And we'll draw a name from all of the correct winners and you'll get a little something special. Yeah, there you have it. All right, we're done. The end of the podcast. All right. We will be back <laughs> next week. We are. We're getting close to the end of 2017. Might have to do like a little best of coming up soon, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. But before we get to that, as always, thank you guys so very much for listening, for following along with us, for cheering us on, for sharing us around your social media. We absolutely appreciate that. If you have not already gone over to iTunes and subscribed or left a five-star review, we would so appreciate if you would do that because as we continue to say, this new iOS update has really made it very difficult to find all the wonderful but newer podcasts that are out there. So any help you can give us getting in front of other people is awesome. Got anything else there, Jay? That's it. All right. We'll see you next week. Keep logging those RV miles. Bye. Bye.